Hi, and welcome to the Domestic CEO Podcast. I'm Amanda Thomas. You may not know this about me, but I'm a process person. I love to find the easiest process to complete a task, and I find joy in repeating the task over and over again. I like routine, and I like knowing that I'm going to get a consistent result when I put effort into doing something. When I first started working in people's homes nine years ago, I found that many people had processes they followed for their day-to-day routines, but they struggled when finding a process for tackling projects around their homes. This was almost always the case when it came to getting and keeping their homes organized. The thing is, most of these people already had come up with a system that worked in a specific area of their home, but didn't know how to apply it in another area. For example, they might have the most organized desk ever, but their pantry and closets were a disaster. What I found is that most people may have accidentally completed a process that worked to get and keep an area of their home organized, but they couldn't figure out what they did to repeat it. The five steps in this episode today are ones that I have personally used over and over to organize dozens of rooms and homes. Not only have I taught these steps to clients to use for their own homes, but I've also taught them to my employees. Like most things that create lasting results, this process takes a bit of time, especially on larger projects. Results are possible in an afternoon for smaller projects, but if you're tackling a bigger project, you'll probably want to plan for the possibility of it taking a second day. So without further ado, let's get started with the five steps to organize anything. Step number one is to analyze. Now, before I start with what step one entails, I will start by telling you what it is not. The first thing to do is not to go buy a bunch of organizing supplies, ever. I totally realize that this is the fun part of organizing and everyone wants to jump right in with this step. Unfortunately, if you jump in and start buying organizing supplies, there's a big chance that you're going to end up giving up on the project because your containers won't fit what you need them to and you don't want to go back to the store to return or exchange them. That's the main reason people end up with cluttered closets full of unused organizing supplies. It's ironic, I know. As is the case with any project meant to improve function or efficiency, it's best to start off knowing what the problems are. Nine times out of ten when I've worked with clients, one of the biggest reasons they have clutter is because they have no clue how much stuff they have. That's why the first step I recommend for any organizing project is to pull everything out of its storage space and start sorting like items together. Oftentimes, items get purchased or brought into the home, and older items get pushed to the back of the closet or cupboard and forgotten. It's not until we empty out those storage spaces that we can truly start to analyze what we own. I helped a busy mom organize her closet recently. She was a stay-at-home mom after having a career where she needed to dress professionally every day. When I had finished sorting all the clothes she had in her closet into like-item piles, I asked her how many of each item she thought she needed. When I asked her how many white button-up shirts she needed, she replied that three or four was probably sufficient since she was no longer working outside the home. She was floored to find out that she had almost 20 white button-up shirts alone currently in her stash. That's 15 white button-up shirts that were able to be donated, but only because she was able to see all those extra shirts in one place. This step is the most daunting, but it's also the most important, so please do not skip it. By putting all your like items together outside of the storage space, 
you'll be able to think more clearly on the decisions that need to be made in the next steps. Which takes us to step two, which is to purge. After you have everything pulled out and sorted into piles of like items, it's time to start determining what's going to be able to go back into the storage space. The first sub-step I recommend in this process is to identify your favorite items and begin setting them aside. In the example with the white button-up shirts, I asked the woman to pick out her four favorites that she wanted to keep. That was a fairly simple decision for her that we repeated with each stack of clothing in her room. Once she picked out her favorites, we could start to decide what to do with the extras in each pile. You may think of purging as just putting things in the trash, but that's just part of the process. The term purging in an organizing world applies to any way you're going to remove items from your home. There are likely going to be things you put into the trash, but there are also going to be things you find that you can donate, sell, give to a friend, or repair. All these types of items can be put into separate containers, like garbage bags, cardboard boxes, or plastic totes to be removed and dealt with after the storage space is put back together. When I go through the purging process, I like to hang signs in different parts of the room that say, Donate, Trash, Giveaway, and Fix. Then I will literally start throwing items into piles under the signs. Now, this is best done with soft items like clothing and stuffed animals, and then anything that could break gets walked over and gently placed under the sign instead of being thrown. Once you're through with the purging process, you should be left with nice, sorted piles of what you're planning on keeping. At this point, you're ready to move on to the next step. The next step, number three, is to plan. Once you're through the purging process, you should be left with nice, sorted piles of what you're planning on keeping. At this point, you're ready to move on to the next step, which is to plan the organization of the space. This is going to be easier to do now that you have things sorted into piles of only the items you want to keep, because you can see how much needs to fit back into the space. You can get a count for how many organizing pieces, like hangers, you need. You can also measure the items to make sure that you get the right size storage boxes for all of the items. I like to grab a piece of blank paper and draw out the space when I'm at this point. Once I have the space drawn out, I start to pencil in where each category of item is going to be placed back. Another option is to use sticky notes to write each category of item that is to be stored and then place the sticky notes in the places that you think they're going to occupy. Taking a few extra minutes to plan where things are going to go is going to allow you to measure and buy the correct size storage containers. Just think, no more buying $100 worth of pantry organizing supplies just to realize you bought ones that are too tall for yourselves. No more buying a carload of closet organizing baskets only to realize they all hang off the shelves by six inches. By investing a few minutes into planning and measuring, you'll be able to make sure that each and every piece of organizing storage you purchase is going to be just right for the space you're organizing. So now is the time that you get to go to the store and buy the fun organizing supplies. So take your detailed planning list and have fun. By the way, did you know that you can buy organizing supplies on Amazon? It's fast and convenient. And if you start from the banner on quickanddirtytips.com slash Amazon, you'll actually help support our work. Go to quickanddirtytips.com slash Amazon and look for the banner. You'll be helping to support the domestic CEO show. Plus, it's super convenient to get those organizing supplies shipped straight to your door from Amazon. Again, it's quickanddirtytips.com slash Amazon. Now that you have everything sorted 
end this space planned, it's time to move on to step four, which is to put everything back. This step is usually super fast because you've already followed the previous steps. When you're putting things away, use tricks that retail stores do to make the storage space really pop. In closets, hang all your clothes facing the same direction. Fold all the clothes the same way and line up all the shoes so they can easily be seen. In your pantry, line up cans and boxes with their labels facing forward. Setting up your spaces like a retail store will help you to easily be able to find what you need when you need it. And it will help you avoid purchasing extras because you'll always know exactly what you have. And step number five is to label. Now that everything's in its place, there's just that one last step, and that's to label where things go. This is going to help you get into a routine of putting things back into the correct spot, and it will also help anyone else living in your home to know where things are supposed to go. This will help keep your home organized and prevent it from returning to the condition you just worked so hard at fixing. You can label with a label maker, stickers, mailing labels, or just plain old sticky notes, but whatever you choose, label as much as you can to make sure all your hard work isn't reversed in the next 24 hours. If you have other family members, they won't be used to this new organizing system, so you will likely need to teach them where things go and what the new expectations are. This will take a little time to retrain everyone in your home to put things away when they're done using them, but it will be worth it in the long run when your home stays neat and tidy. Until next time, I'm the Domestic CEO, helping you love your home 